Welcome, everyone, to the Paper Cuts Podcast, Issue 36. I'm your host, Dan Ryan, and with me this morning are Dean DeFalco. Hello. And Evan Goldstein. Morning. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Lots of big things going on right now. Dean, why don't you kick us off? I read uh, I read probably one of my favorite books that I'm looking forward to, and it's not an Image, IDW, Marvel, or DC book. It's a... Uh, Dan, do you know what the fuck the publisher is on that book? Is it Aspen? Uh, which, which book are we talking about? I'm talking about Kaiju Max number two. Uh, that is... Oh, Dark Horse? No. No. I think so. No, Let me look it up. I, I, I'll look it up right I now. I think it's more indie than that. Why do I feel like it's almost self-published? It might be. Hold on. Keep talking. I'll look it uh, up. Anyway. Um, it, to the Googles. For for anyone who hasn't read this book, this is a must-have. This is something that I've never seen before. It's it's Godzilla and Oz put together, and it's great. Essentially, the premise is, is there's wait, this- wait. Oz as in Dorothy? No, no, like Oz as in I'm going to stab you on the third row of a prison and throw you off the top of the rail. Oh, thanks for the clarification. You're welcome. Yeah, way, way more prison rapey yes. than, uh... <laughs> than Although, Wizard of Oz. I, I don't know, Wizard of Oz, there's some weird Kinda shit. Anyway. rapey. <laughs> it's a little bit. A little uh, bit rapey. Yeah, so I, 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 I read this on the recommendation of Dan and... I was like, you know, if I don't like it, it's it's not the end of the world. It seems like a campy book, but it's a little bit more than campy. The premise is this big Japanese-looking uh, sort of kaiju monster is captured while he's foraging for food for his kids, and they bring him into this this I it's almost like an internment camp uh, for uh, uh, monsters, like almost. During uh, World War II, how they had the the camps for like uh, Japanese citizens in America. This is the same thing, but for kaiju's, and it's because the humans of the world are scared that if they let these guys roam free, they're just gonna ruin the the world. So they keep them on this island, and uh, this is where they all kind of reside and set up shop and everything. And it's really weird because you know since there's these different kinds of monsters in our pop culture. It, they kind of reflect in this book. Like, there's a gang of monsters called the Crips. And I'm not saying the guys who wear the blue that go around shooting people. I'm talking about crypti- crypt- cryptozoids, I think they're called, if mm-hmm. um, if you're into that sort of stuff. And it's basically legendary monsters who people think are legends, like Bigfoot, uh, Loch Ness Monster, all that. But these monsters are done up a little bit more, so they, they look cooler. Uh, and I... The leader to this is a gigantic talking volcano who's like an all-knowing, all-powerful being. I don't even know how he got on the island. I think he is the island, if I had to guess. Anyway, there's uh, that group. There's a group called the J-Pops, which are like the more traditional Godzilla-looking kaiju monsters, which are really cool. There's a group called the Mechas, which are all like, you know, the Mecha King Kong, Godzilla, robot type of monsters, which are neat. Uh, and I, I, I know I'm forgetting one, but it, it's not coming to me right now, so I'm just gonna skip over it. But, I mean, it makes for a really cool, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, dynamic between all the characters, because they're not all friends on this island, they're not even all trying to get off, they just want control of the island. And it's, it's really, really odd, because after that, it, uh, the, the first 
episode is or first issue is more about all the stuff between the gangs. And then the second episode is actually about the I keep saying episode, I'm sorry. The second issue is uh, more about the uh corruption on the island between the guard guards actually and uh the, the monsters and it's it's really kind of fucked up. Like I, I didn't think it was gonna be this dark and it really is. Uh just Quick glance over the second issue is uh, focusing on a guard named uh, Gupta, uh, who basically is uh, a super-powered guard where, you know, when the time calls on it and, you know, shit starts wreaking havoc on the island like a prison fight or something, he can turn into this Jet Jaguar sort of uh, uh, character. All of the guards can. And they can quell the riot. And I mean, these guys are strong. They're way stronger than any of the kaijus on the island. Like, I think it's like a three to one ratio. It would probably take three kaijus to take down one of these uh, big jet jaguar looking guys. And it's it's really cool. Um, and as far as we know, Gupta's really the only corrupted guard on the island. But he's the one, you know, getting them all the the drugs and, you know, uh, uh, like, weird foods and stuff that, like, keep them happy. And it's really, really bizarre. Um, I'm not really going to go too much further into that because I don't want to ruin the story for you guys. But, I, I mean, like, a lot of crazy stuff happens in that book. And it turns out, like, the main character starts working with Gupta to try and um, uh, f- cover his own means uh, because the main character is super, super upset and all he wants to do is get off the island or at least help his kids because right now he doesn't know where his kids are. Uh, For all he knows, they're starving and he's like super worried about them. So any way that he can help them right now is, uh, you know, a, a, a step in the right direction. So he finds Gupta and Gupta offers his help, but for a particular trade-off so i'm gonna let you guys read it but like i said the the art is really cool it's not bad art it's just it's it's different it's actually a very bright and colorful book mainly because it takes place on an island in the middle of the pacific ocean uh so it's a little bit tropical looking it's very sunny all the time and all the monsters of course are very bright and like crazy looking uh there's a lot of detail to them and stuff overall it's just a really fun book to read and i'm enjoying it so much i i I can't wait for this book to come out every week and to be honest like i i I, I'm really sad that, like, this isn't picked up by an actual publisher, because it could be. It it has that type of traction under it where I think if more people knew about this, this could be, like, a legit comic book series. So I'm hoping it keeps going for as long as possible. But, yeah, that was the first thing I read. Dan, did you find out the uh, publisher on that book? Yeah, it's uh, Oni Press. Oni, yeah. So Oni, Oni is a relatively respected, uh, you know, publisher. They They have put out some really, really great books and people know them. But I think you're right. If this had come out from Image, because Image just has that clout in the industry, uh, you wouldn't, this this would be sold out. You wouldn't be able to find it anywhere. Right. And, you know, again, that uh, I've I read books by Oni before and there have been some really good stories, but you're, you're right. They don't have the publishing power that, you know, Marvel, Image, DC, even Dark Horse, uh, IDW have. There's just not that um notoriety to them so it, you know for a normal uh comic book store they they might not even pick this book up because you know why would they buy you know say i don't know 
20 copies of a book that they don't know will sell. They might buy three issues and three dudes come in, they pick up the book and that's it. That's the last you'll ever see of it. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I'm, I'm so on board with his book. Uh, like I'm with you, Dean. I read that first issue. We talked about it on the show and it's just, it's this really like, and I mean, this is the highest compliment. It is. It reminds me very much of what Adult Swim might do with this sort of material. Like back in the day, Adult Swim was this really cutting edge and really different kind of storytelling that was being done, you know, in in cartoons. And this, the artwork reminds me very much of like Adult Swim artwork. The subject matter reminds me very much of what Adult Swim might have covered if they had steered a little more serious uh, rather than comedic with most of their shows. Uh, but it's just brilliant. I mean, it's it's just a great, great book. You've got you've got a prison drama, a very serious prison drama with all the the tropes and things that go along with it. You know, like you said, Oz and Orange is the New Black and Shawshank Redemption and all those things wrapped up with this. Uh, kaiju dressing it it's it's so nuts but it works it's brilliant yeah i i mean you know there's even one point in the first book where they're telling the the main character electrogore i believe his name is where mm-hmm. they he needs to shank one of the other group's leaders uh so you know they can help his kids and whatnot so they give him a shank, but since he's oversized, it's essentially the whole of a ship wrapped up in like this ginormous cloth. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? You know, I, obviously you don't really think about those things, but when you're looking on in the, the the picture, it's it's literally like you could see like the SS whatever, and like on on the shank. And I'm like, wow, that that's equating to the sheer size of these these monsters. So it's it's a very cool book. It's it's a lot of fun to read. Again, if you if you're a comic store goer and you're going to go in, ask for this book. Get this ordered for yourself. You know, make sure your your comic book uh owners know that you want this so that it comes in. And you know, online it's readily available. You can check it out at Comicsology. That's where I picked up my copy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm probably gonna order uh, the the back issues and everything. I'm probably gonna order one, two, and then start getting them in uh, print after this because this is something I feel like if it doesn't catch on, it's gonna be a collector's item. It's a really, really cool book. Yeah, I'm excited awesome. to have this in trades. I saw an interview with the uh, the writer, artist, artist, colorist uh, Xander Cannon does everything for this book. And he said it's going to, it's a monthly series, it's an ongoing series, but there will be a break in between every six-issue arc. So it's going to be broken up, you know, you're going to get six-issue seasons, is how he, uh, how he phrased it. Oh, God, I, I just hope, did he say how long the break's going to be? Because I don't know if I could handle that. Uh, it, he said short. Okay, all right, so I can deal with So we hope well, that that I mean, means if, like a month. If he's doing everything, he's got to take a break from right, releasing to... to right do the next set so he's right. probably doing a getting one or two issues into the can so that as he's releasing the next ones he's literally working as he's releasing one he's working on three or four totally yeah that's the hope with <laughs> with these type of comics and it it unfortunately when you don't have the big boss and and it certainly does happen at marvel and dc but 
when you don't have the big boss standing over you, giving you your deadlines, it's kind of hard to work ahead. You well, know, the, yeah, it, it's and, hard for us to work ahead, and we record a podcast for an hour. This is true, but he's also <laughs> doing everything himself, yeah. which in itself is fantastic, but that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. No, a agreed. Lot, a lot of work. Agreed. Um, so just if, if you get a chance, guys, uh, go to your store, ask for the book, make sure they get it for you. It's going to be really awesome. Uh, it, it seems like there's going to be no slowing down on the action in story to this book. So definitely pick it up if you get a chance. That's Kaiju Max by Xander Cannon. Guy has the coolest name in the fucking world. That's why he can write the coolest fucking book. It is It is a great name. It, it, Tiffany said that uh, she feels that his name is very akin to the ultimate weapon that a character in a made-for-TV sci-fi movie would pick up, like, at the end. Unleashed we need to get the Xander Cannon. <laughs> it's the only way we'll survive. Unfortunately, I've been jaded to the name Xander from Xander Cage and Triple X. I don't... Is Vin that a Diesel? thing? Diesel? Oh, okay. There you go, and now I've ruined it for everyone. Uh, I'm just going to no, forget this book you is, said anything. This book is that good. There you go. There's, it, it there's, you what you, there's what you can put on the next issue, the highest Mr. Cannon. Praise. This book is so good, it'll make you forget that awful Vin Diesel film. <laughs> Fantastic. Dash um, Paper Cuts Podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's send that to him, see if he takes that. Probably not. Well, um, you never know. So well, he's lost then. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Did you read anything else, Dean? I did. I did. Um, what else you got? Mega Man is actually kind of tying down to get ready for Worlds Unite. <sighs> and this was Mega Man 48? 48 or 49. 49. Uh, I think it was 49. But regardless... Uh, 49, you're right. It, it was it was cool. Uh, there, it, This was more dealing with the fallout with what happened during the last couple issues where Mega Man finally fought Wily and, you know, the whole his whole fortress is coming apart and everything. He takes down that huge, like, world-ending robot Gamma, but it almost sacrifices himself and uh, Wily to do it. Uh once he does take him down, Mega Man is like just totally exhausted and out of it. He collapses on the ground. But, you know, lo and behold, this is uh, last issue. Uh, Proto Man comes along and is like, you're my brother. I'm going to save you. So here we go. And they just leave Wily in the fortress to die. And uh, Proto Man drops off Mega Man right on the front lawn of his house. And then, you know... Gets away because he's the anti-hero. He can't be the good guy, so he just watches from afar as his dad cares for Mega Man. Which is a little sad and a little touching because, you know, Dr. Light's all, one day he'll come home. One day. And it, if you've played the video games, you know he's going to come home one day. Proto Man is, is definitely a good guy. It's just he's he's very, you know sort of doing things on his own path. So with that, we go into this issue where uh, you find out that all these uh, robots that Mega Man destroyed are being reprogrammed now uh, to do good things. Uh, so I think it's Quick Man goes online, uh, and you see it from his point of view, and it's Mega Man being like, hey, remember me? And Quick Man just punches him like straight in the face. And it's yeah, like, awesome. like, what are you doing? What the hell's going on? I'm supposed to be fighting you. And Dr. Light steps in and explains, you know, that you guys might have been built for a bad purpose, but you guys can still do good. 
And while some of these robots are very ready to do good, like the Mega Man 2 robots, uh, Dr. Light built... I think I got that right. Yeah, Dr. Light built those, and um, Wily reprogrammed them to do bad things. So, you know, uh, um, Dr. Light was happy to bring them back online, and they were happy to do good things. However, the Mega Man 3 robots that are in this... um, aren't really happy about being brought back online to do good. You know, they're like, what are we supposed to do? We were built to fight him. Why, you know, what's our point in life if we can't fight Mega Man? I don't want to be a um, uh, delivery man. Uh, You know, that's not what I'm about. I'm about being built to be the fastest, to be able to fight Mega Man. And if I can't do that... I want to be brought back online. And literally, the that whole line of robots agreed with Quickman for the most part. And, uh, you know, Mega Man's arguing with them, like, why would you want to do this? We rebuilt you. We made you good just so you guys can do stuff. And he's like, I didn't want to be reprogrammed. I want to be me. And if I can't be me, I don't want to be online. And I mean, that that... That's a pretty deep thing to say for an Archie book. Like I, I was, <laughs> I was, I was like, wow, that that's like very you know meaningful because the way you look at Mega Man Robot Masters before this is they they were just fucking robots. You know they they were built to be destroyed. You were they were your cannon fodder, and I mean. Ian Flynn does a very good job in these books giving them personality and depth, which was missing from Mega Man. There was no depth in Mega Man. It was you just went along the levels, you killed the bad guys, and you fought Wily at the end. But there's more to that now. And giving them the personalities like this makes it so that, one, they can be villains later on because, obviously, they don't want to be good guys. They're not pissed at Mega Man. They don't want to fight him anymore, but they just don't want to live in a world where their useless, where their usefulness is is gone. So, you know, they're all brought offline, and Mega Man's super upset. I mean, just so you know, Mega Man is not actually a man. He's a boy. He's, he's a, like, I think probably 13 years old if you were to equate it to, like, kid years. So, you know, he gets super upset. He starts crying and stuff. And, you know, he's like, why do they need to do this? You know, all I want to do is just have peace with my brothers. Because essentially that's the way they look at everything. That's the way the robots refer to each other is their brothers. Because they're built from the same creator. So, I mean, it sort of makes sense. So, it's it's sort of sad to see, you know, Dr. Light have to turn them all offline. And Mega Man be like, why can't... We just all live together and, you know, things be right. Uh, and Dr. Light, you know, just sometimes things can't always be the way you want them. And it's it's a super deep book for most of it till it gets to the Wily side of things, which you find out that, of course, Wily is not dead. We're only on Mega Man 3. Why the fuck would he be dead? <laughs> but we're not going to Mega Man 4, obviously, because we're going to this Worlds Unite story arc. So, Yay, Sonic the Hedgehog. Woo! Well, no, we're not there yet, and oh. there's no Sonic the Hedgehog yet. So I was actually pretty happy with this book because I didn't see <laughs> a fucking glimmer of the blue blur yet. Uh, so <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're going through this, and Dan, you remember that uh, guy, Xander Payne, Mr. Eyepatch? Yeah. So he was doing all that time travel shit, and it got all wonky on him. Uh, uh-huh. Turns out he made it back to this time, but he's actually super old now. <laughs> and uh, he's actually going by the moniker Mr. X, 
which I thought it was a Mega Man X reference. But, you know, going on and on in the story, I don't really know. So, you know, uh, he's talking to Wily, and Wily's got, like, a broken leg, a broken arm, uh, a bunch of his ribs are cracked, he can't really breathe that well. But uh, Payne, who is still being referred to Mr. X at this point, is uh, walking around, and he's like, you need to get up, I need to show you things. You work for me now, and if you don't want to work for me, I'll bury you. So Wiley's like, well, all right, okay, relax, take it easy. Uh, so they start walking along, and Payne shows him this this room, and he's like, this is your workshop now. Uh, you need to build more robots. And Wiley's like, why would you want me to do bad things? And that's when you find out it's actually Xander Payne. Spoilers, sorry, whatever. It's really not that far of a stretch that you see this, especially because he gives nods to himself throughout the entire issue. Like, he brings down his sunglasses, what she's wearing, and right in the second frame, you can see the uh, um, messed up eye that he has with the scar over it. So you already know it's Xander Payne, like, very, very um, uh, shortly in. Uh, so uh, Xander Payne says, I want to unleash you on the world as a weapon. I want people to know that robots are bad, that they shouldn't be around. Because Xander Payne's uh, whole philosophy is that robots are evil. He no, We don't need them. People should be by themselves. We don't need any sort of automation to help us. Especially because he's gone to the future and he's seen Sigma and X and Zero and stuff. And that shit scared the holy hell out of him. So, um... You know, backtracking to where we are right now, he he's like he gives this whole really really well done speech, like um close to Raul Julia in um in, <laughs> in Street Fighter, like he gives a very Bison esque sort of speech, and I was like, this is good, man. He's like ultimate bad guy status. So um, Wiley's like, all right, yeah, like I'll I'll do that, whatever. And you, that thought bubble comes up, and he's like, I'll play coy for now, and then when I see my chance, uh, I'll I'll take it, and I'll take over for this, and we don't need to go by this stupid ass's plan. However, as this is happening, Xander Payne starts smiling, a portal opens up, and Sigma just fucking grabs Wily and takes him, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? And that's where it says to be continued, and I'm really excited for Mega Man Worlds Unite. I don't know about Sonic, I'll give it a chance, but I'm super excited for Mega Man Worlds Unite, because this was the in-one uh, comic book, so this was the last one before the big story arc starts. So after this, we're going to see stuff really getting kicked into high gear. So I mean, as far as um, leading into a story, it was really good, man. I'm pretty pumped. The whole book was really well done. And I mean, Ian Flynn has never let me down in a Mega Man book. Maybe on Sonic, but never on Mega Man. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. Paper Cuts Podcast Issue 36, Bison-esque Speech. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, I think. Oh, man, I needed to take a fucking drink after that. I was talking for a while. That's all right. It is it is a really great book, and I think we should pause for a moment to recognize the craziness of an ongoing Mega Man book being published by Archie Comics made it to issue 49 yeah. with yeah, and no sign of stopping. Exactly, exactly. That's nuts. Yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm very impressed by what they've done with this book. I mean, 
not for nothing, they've made original characters. They've made original story arcs. And they've come up with backstories for people that in no other right should have any backstories. Like, I never thought I'd know about more about Proto-Man or fucking Dr. Wily or any of this. And they did a very good job telling it. You know, at the first few issues, it was very Monster of the Week, sort of, where Mega Man would fight one of the Mega Man 1 bosses. He'd take them down, and then it finally got to Wily, and that was it. However, it's come a long, long way. I think they realized that there needed to be more than this if they wanted to make an ongoing series, and they've done it. They've done it well. Now, it's only been hit or miss for Sonic, but it seems like they got the formula for Mega Man down pat. And I'm not going to say every Sonic book is bad, because if you read the Genesis story arc, that shit is baller as fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's not... I think Sonic is just a harder medium than Mega Man is, because what they're doing with this whole, you know... I, I mean, this whole story, this whole issue, sorry, with the, you know... If I can't be me, I don't want to live. That was... I I didn't expect to fucking read that. I mean, I, to be honest, would either of you have expected to see that in a Mega Man book? No. No. Exactly. No, that's that's no. some deep philosophical, like, you know, we all want everyone to be themselves. But if we say that you should be yourself, do we actually mean like what if you're a murdering fuckhead do we think that you should no. still be yourself no it never if it's always follow your dreams as long as they don't involve murder R right you know That's... or follow your dreams as long as your dreams don't involve shit i don't like yeah and you know it... and then to to raise that point in a Mega Man book of follow your dreams even if it's things i don't like that's that's deep man yeah, yeah, and you know, it, like I said, I, I thought, you know, Light was going to be like, no, you guys can do good, I believe in you, and then they were going to be bad again, but he was just like, nope, they want to be turned off, I'm fucking turning them off, and I was like, uh, alright, I guess I guess that's the way we're going to play it, and yeah, like, I, it's, I just... It's impressive. Yeah. It's, it's impressive to do that in a book that also has this really great splash page at the front of it after Quick Man and Mega Man do their little fight. There's a splash page of all these robots together and it's goofy. And like Airman is using his fan to cool heat man off. Oh yeah. That was, that was great. And <laughs> like Dr. Light is kind of is helping out hard man. Cause hard man's just kind of sitting off in the corner looking like nobody likes him. And magnet man is, has been magneted to metal man and rush and Roll are trying to pull them apart while, while Top Man is laughing at them. Like, there's all this ridiculous shit going on in this splash page. And then you get this really deep philosophical question asked a little bit later. It's a really interesting book. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm so impressed by it. And I, again, Ian Flynn, you, you have my heart, sir. Like, you, you do such a great job on this book. And just... Keep it up, man. Just keep it up. You're you're giving my my favorite video game character credence in the comic book world, and it makes me so happy. It really makes you wonder why there aren't more video game comic books, and maybe that's a podcast that you'll hear in June. Yeah, I mean, does... <sighs> spoilers. 
Does oh, uh, that is a teeth and a half? Teeth and a half, kids. Mm. I I'm I'm curious. Does <laughs> does Valiant still own like comic book properties to those Nintendo characters, or does Nintendo own them? Uh, I don't know, but we'll do some research. All right, and then we'll talk about it. Not now. <laughs> not now. <laughs> All right. So, All right. Well, uh, I'm done. Kaiju Max and Mega Man. Good stuff. They they really are great books and and worth being put on your pull list. Certainly. Every every month. No, I Absolutely. totally agreed. Mr. Goldstein. It you know, just to, to start this all off, I'm a little upset at the fact that there was more depth in a Mega Man <laughs> book than all nine Secret Wars books this week. Were there nine this week? Well, anything that had the Secret Wars banner is mm-hmm. something or yeah, Secret Wars is still written on the pages of Battleworld. I I read. And I, I'm gonna gonna go into them, and I'm gonna talk about them the way, the order in which I read them, because for the life of me, I cannot find an order list. Like this is the way you should read these books. Every place that I I, I hit, it's like okay, these four issues from this title, these four issues from this title, these four, and it's month after month. Like it's getting to the point where I'm reading something, and I feel like I've missed a chunk, and then I read the rest of it, and then I do the research, and I'm assuming that the chunk that I may have missed is not going to be released till like June, like third week of June. So, but anywho's, um, started off. I went with the the before time runs out run. There was two two titles with that banner, which means it's before everything happens. I'm guessing. Yeah, those um, those books ended up getting delayed. I think. Yeah, and we're supposed to have been out. All right, well, we got Avengers World, number 21. Uh, Frank Barbieri wrote it. Marco Cicchetio. Cicchetio. He drew it. Um, and, like, it, it bothers me that this is the best book I read, and it was the first one. I kind of wish I had finished off with this title, but that's not the case. The book starts off... Um, it's okay. I got to hold on. I got to get my notes because it starts off on Earth 28777449230489932. The Fantastic Farm. Okay. I mean, okay. So, so there's Reed and he's plowing the fields and he starts talking to his robot plow. He's like, "Hey, what's the weather for today? The sky looks funny." He's like, "No, it just this is, seems to be abnormal." And then we flash over to the Cabal, which is Thanos and all of his cronies. And they're like, Namor has summoned us for a, a meeting. And Namor's not here. So Thanos gets angry. And they go to find Namor. So they find out that Namor is out in a field on Earth 287. Soaking in the sun. And he's like, this place is beautiful. Beautiful. Thanos shows up. He's like, why the hell are you doing this? Why did you call me? Who, do you know who I am? My time is precious. And he's like, Namor's like, there's no heroes here. Nobody's going to fight us here. We, there's no reason to destroy this place. We're good. Let's move on. Thanos and Namor get into a fight because apparently a bomb has been set somewhere that Namor, Namor is supposed to set off. And he's not going to. Thanos is like, give me the detonator. Namor's like, I'm not going to give you the detonator. Thanos is like, give me the detonator. And there's a fight. And at the end, we find out that Namor doesn't have the 
the detonator anymore because he gave it to Reed Richards of the Fantastic Farm. Apparently in a flashback scene, there was this little powwow between Namor, normal Reed, normal Susan, their kids, and he's like, listen, this is what's happening. There's really nothing you could do about it. But in all the universes that I've met you people, you, you strive to do what's right. So I'm giving you this responsibility. And they show the fight between Namor and Thanos again. And there's Reed walking through a field with the detonator in his hand. And all he really says is, I'm sorry, Susan. And he blows up the planet. Um, we then flash to Namor and Thanos, you know, settling up. Thanos doesn't kill him. He's like, you're going to live and, 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 and feel all of this is your fault. And he's like, I'm taking the responsibility for this. I know it. And at the very end, we find out that he is now in contact with another Reed Richards on another universe saying, we're coming. Gear up. Shit's going down. You buckle up. So that was that. Um, Evan, I'm next... not going to lie. There was a lot of shit to read during Secret Wars. Like, a yes. fucking lot. This is more than fucking Convergence. Yeah. Yeah. It's and... less issues, but it is a deeper story. No, if, right. if, if he were to read, like, everything that has Secret Wars on it, I think this is surpassing it, Convergence, because I'm in August and I'm still going. Right. And it's that's the, the battle world and, and, and whatever, war channel yeah there's gonna be shit. a there's gonna be a fucking marvel zombies again with secret wars logo on it as well i don't well see like you'll here hold on because i'm still going back to the books I, i'm okay. talking about All books right. that exist no, okay. now okay and later on i'll talk about the new ones that came out this week which were wanna. chock full of uh, uh. so Last days of Loki, Agent of Asgard. I don't. What's the, the? I don't even know what issue this is. Hold on, it's uh, number fourteen. Um, starts out with Odin having a dream that shit's going down. All apparently in this realm, the god gods are gone, but now they're back, and Loki's talking with the the hell gods, and Odin's trying to get the group of gods that watch over everything it's it's the congress of worlds which i've never heard of but they're there they're not doing nothing odin's like this shit's happening we have to do something don't you know who i am there's a lot of that in these books i don't know if you noticed that one guy getting really pissed off because nobody's listening to him the congress of worlds does nothing um loki makes a deal to have a monster released and he's going to take out the universes before the universes take themselves out. <sighs> the, all right. There's this really great splash page before we, we see the monster that, that Loki releases Balder confronts him. And apparently Balder's thing is that he, he's, he could be, um, he can't be poisoned, or he's the, like he, he any weapon can't no weapons can hurt him. So like it seems that's an easy a really long way of saying he's invulnerable, but apparently he has a weakness to mistletoe. Uh -huh. Okay, so Loki wraps a scythe in mistletoe, and then the next time we see Balder, 
It's on this giant splash page of Loki riding this giant monster in with the forces of hell behind him and Boulder's head in his hand. All of the other gods are like, oh, shit. If he took down Boulder, what are we going to do? And that's that book. Well, I, I do think you are missing that, that last page, though. That Wh last page is pretty ridiculous. Which last page? Odin oh, yes, it is stupidly Gatling ridiculous gun. because he shows up with a fucking Gatling gun. <laughs> I didn't know Odin needed a Gatling gun to take okay, down people. So, yeah, within this, Odin and his wife are fighting the entire issue. And she's like, well, I got this secret weapon. You're going to like it. And they open a door. They don't show what's in it. He's like, oh, that's why I married you. The next time we see him, he's carrying a Gatlin gun a la fucking, you know, uh, Rambo style. And he's Odin. Is Odin. he screaming like Murdoch or something? No, like no, Rambo no, style? Not yet. I'm assuming that's going to be in the next <laughs> issue. Yeah, uh, that was a little weird. Yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. So then, I progressed to Battleworld proper, number one, which has, you know, of course, like the rest of the books, 47 different variant covers. Um, and this is the book where I felt like I missed something because it starts off in this futuristic type, you know, uh, 2099 universe where the Punisher and a version of Doctor Strange have merged into one like they they talk to each other in their head and he's called the soldier supreme which i would be on board seeing a, a, that book like over and over again but uh in three pages the infernal four come out which is hulk wolverine ghost rider and spider-man which is a, a, an homage to the Fantastic Four, when the Fantastic Four weren't around, and Hulk and Wolverine, it goes right. They took up the mantle. Uh, but these guys are fighting for God Doom, and apparently they want Soldier Supreme back at the castle alive. And Punisher side does his thing with magical guns. He's just shooting people. He tries to take out Wolverine, which we all know Wolverine doesn't, you know, do well with. You know, I mean, nothing bothers him bullet wise. Um, pretty neat scene where the Hulk goes to attack him. Uh, strange side says, uh, just, just calm down. And apparently that, that was a magic spell where immediately the Hulk turns back into banner. Oh, that's fucking cool. Str yeah, he uh, just says calm. Calm. Turns into banner and then he says dust. And he's gone. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Doctor Strange is a weird character. Apparently the ultimate super duper character but that nobody's ever best. used. <laughs> yeah. I'll just turn you into dust. Fuck <laughs> off. He, uh, he freezes uh, Ghost Rider, which was pretty neat, and then uses a bazooka to blow him away. Um, and he gets... and But as he's being distracted by that, Wolverine gets the jump on him and stabs him through the chest. Which then leads to Frank Castle using a magic grenade to blow himself up. So we show back up at, at Castle Doom, where um, Doctor Strange of this universe, who is the sheriff, is is confronting Wolverine, saying, "I need to see a body. You know, you got to make sure that this is taken care of, and so on and so forth." Blah blah blah. As Wolverine's walking away, we see, or they allude to the fact that. 
the essence of the Doctor Strange that was possessing the Punisher is now with this universe's Wolverine. That's it. And the book goes on, I'm going to say another 10 pages of the most ridiculous fucking Modoc story I have ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. At one point in time, in this book, I'll say there are like 47 Modocs on a page. <laughs> what? A Spider-Man head, there's Modoc that looks like Dr. Octopus, a Ghost Rider Modoc. I... How do you fit that many Modoc heads on there's a page? A yeah, well, he he brings them in from another universe thinking that they're all going to join together and just win. And apparently that doesn't happen because they're all giant assholes and they just fight and argue with each other because they're all Modoc, the, the most supreme. And yeah, it, it horrible. They all kill each Well, they end up fighting each other and I'm assuming they're all dead except for the what we would think of as Modoc Prime. <laughs> Our Modoc. Our Modoc. There is a neat little, like, outside of the horrible fight, there is this entrance to um, the Thor core. I, not, like the, not the 90s Thor core. This is the, the, the police of the battle world. And they're all Thors. And they hear that there is a disturbance at Modoc place and they go and like just like they open the doors and the look on their faces is priceless because it's just the a room of lifeless modocs a gaggle o modoc a, a, a herd of modocians <laughs> just i love it done it's a modocopolis yes it's a horrible horrible modocopolis <laughs> okay um Battle World is the title that's going to be running after this is over, um, but it also has the banner tied to a couple of other issues, like Battle World Ultimate End Number One, which I feel is a new title that's going to come out after all of this is said and done. Um, this was interesting because, like, you, I have minimal knowledge of of uh. Ultimate Universe. I like I read it a long time ago, and apparently that's all I really needed to read because they just everything flashes back to the start of the Ultimate Universe. This issue opens up with uh, the Punisher going like, you know, I knew this was going to come. It's time. I would. I knew I had. I would have to do this. I would have to do this. And then the next page is a, is a splash page of what seems to be every culmination universe like 616 and 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 uh, 1610 and they're just a giant you know rocky style punching apollo creed scene and punisher's got just about every one of them in his sights uh we get a brief uh bendis and and bagley writer and penciler respectively art is actually pretty good in this one i like bagley spider-man because we get a good chunk of spider-man in the beginning of this book as well um, Spidey fights serpent girls. I don't even, I don't know. It's a group of girls that all like snakes. The serpent squad. Oh, there it is. Cause now I have that stuck in my head and I'm going to have to forget something else. He normal quippy quip Spider-Man and then the new ultimate show up. Uh, it's cloak and dagger bombshell, Jessica Drew's black widow. They fight, they take down the serpent girls and we find out that, uh, Jessica Drew is a, unlicensed clone of spider-man so she knows all of her all of his 
backstory. Like specifically, he's really, really upset about the fact that she knows his name, and apparently everybody knows his name because we flashed. There was there's this meeting going on, and at the and it's 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 two star or two yeah two Starks two Hawkeyes. There's a <sighs> bro. Fuck this book. What? Okay. It it most of this meeting is two Starks arguing with each other because one's a drunk and one's not. One's taking responsibility, one's not. We get it. The shit's going down. It's sort of Stark's fault, but not because he didn't do anything. He knew it was going to happen. And in the middle of it, it's Peter Parker going, why do all of you people know my name? None of this is progressing the story at all. It's like... It, it sh- this should all be encapsulated in a thought bubble in the main title with the hey everybody knows my name and that's enough i don't need i, I don't need this tr- elongating of a silly premise as spider-man being upset people with people knowing his name well it would be it's, like me going the entire podcast hey 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 i mean you yeah, guys read yeah. mega man why yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's we get a little bit of backstory how the ult or the drunk Tony, I'm not really sure which one that is. It was 616 the last I checked, but he knew that there was a tear in the fabric of the cosmos, but he didn't do anything about it except gawk at it. And then another Stark shows up. So we don't know what that tear really was, if it was the overlapping of the universes. And this is where it start. No answers are given. Um, Hulk smart. Nobody trusts each other, and issues done. We get a bunch of Thors at the end too. I don't, I don't want to live anymore. This just, this doesn't. I don't. I mean, we get a Gru, a a, a, a Grood Thor, which I thought was neat. I saw that Thor with the, is cool. yeah, like uh, molded helmet. Well, I, I'm looking at at awesome. the outsiders, like uh, the you remember the frog Thor? Uh-huh. That was one of my favorites back in the Wait, day. Wait, is he back? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it's just a, a single splash page of Thors showing up because, like I said, the Thors are the police of Doom God or God Doom, depending on who you talk to. <sighs> okay. Yeah, this uh, this issue wasn't great, but it did have Cloak and Dagger and Beta Ray Bill and Mark Bagley artwork. And so. anything that Beta Ray I mean, Bill shows up in is kind of fun. I like Beta but Ray is it, Bill. Is it, it, I like Beta Ray Bill too, but it's just a picture of him. He doesn't talk. He's sexy. I like it. <laughs> He's sexy and you like it. I just like looking at him. Uh, A-Force number one, um, which is Avengers Women. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the uh, heroing group of uh, Arcadia. Arcadia, and this issue is pretty much an explanation of what happens when you break Doom's law. That's really what I got out of it. Because yes, there is a giant fight in the city with a shark, a megalodama, dama ding dong. <laughs> A megalodon. There you go. Where, 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 <laughs> America? I'm pretty sure that's her name, Miss America. But I she's feel, from the I, I, the M2 shit. I think. Okay. Yeah, she ends up throwing the shark out of the city. Oh, okay. Yes, out of the city and over the shield, and breaking the which is a wall, and it breaks the wall a little bit, and that the it breaking that border 
going over the wall, that's what law has been broken. Even though she was trying to protect a city and save millions, well, she's arrested and sent away. There's Wait, a... what? Like, it's a shark. It's in the water. Who is it hurting? I don't understand. Oh, no. This shark is jumping out of water and attacking people, and Dazzler uses her sound to lasers power. Pew! So it's Sharknado. Where it's Sharknado Just in a shot. Boat. He calls him Sharknado. Just oh, Well, there was no... I didn't see wind. There was no wind, so I couldn't really jump on board with the Sharknado reference. Um... There's an obvious bond between America and the female Loki. She's really upset when when she, America's taken away, Miss America's taken away. Um, it, it, every all like like I can't understand like the She-Hulk is put in charge of this group, and she has she, she's losing her her reign because she has no power because everything revolves around. God dooms law. So it's moot. Even though they were trying to save the city, somebody did something slightly wrong in doom law, and they're punished. Which is, like, like not normal superhero story. It's usually, I do whatever I need to do to get the job done. Yeah, I may have knocked down a building, but fuck it, someone else will take care of that. It's not... It, it's... Not normal for someone to face such drastic punishment because they threw a shark over a wall. Oh, when you say it that way. Right? Um, at the end, we get a, I don't even know, it's outside of, they call it Bishop's Lighthouse. Um, one of the characters sees a like, what looks, seems to be a shooting star or something. She immediately thinks it's America. There's an explosion or a crater is made where there's this character who I don't know because I don't read Marvel religiously. And apparently that's going to be a big deal in the next issue. I think that character is Captain Universe. I think. It, but, okay, my... I don't... I don't remember. There was... Was it Captain Universe? It was a guy that had the Starscape on him. Yes, I remember that guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I'm confusing that guy with another guy from DC who is insane, but that's from a while ago. The the thing that we didn't get with this book, like the other books were giving me, was like the roster page. Right. And these are... Like, it's a new grouping of people. So... Like, that would have been helpful. Like, I, maybe I don't know yeah. who Dazzler is because I wasn't, I didn't read an X-Men book in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I I actually, this is one of the few that I was able to read this week of the Secret Wars ties, tie-ins. And um, I actually, I really liked this book. But you I, I read it, it was... for a book. Or did you read it for a, 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 a Secret Wars tie-in? I read it as a Secret Wars tie-in. What... What part of the story progressed for you in this book? The shark throwing. Yeah, like not that's... much. I, I agree that this, and this is the problem, this is where every one of these events uh, falls down, is that you get this really tertiary connection to the overall story. I mean, the, you know, like mm -hmm. you said, throwing the shark over the wall and, uh, 
you know, going over the shield, which is basically like the wall in the north in Game of Thrones. Right. And and getting the punishment of Miss America being sentenced to the prison of the shield for the rest of her days for this. Mm-hmm. Um, really, uh, all that does to progress the story is show how how crazy life is under God doom. Right. There really wasn't much progression. It's, it's a reiteration of how crazy life is under God doom. It like, we knew that last week. Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I think where the reason that I would give this one a pass on that is because knowing that this is going to be one of the titles that continues as a monthly book Mm -hmm. after secret wars, it doesn't have to have that huge connection to it. Okay, then if you know, that if okay, I'll 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 let that go, but it's seeing as it's a first issue of a new title, give me an introduction to the people. Yeah, no, there definitely should have been a splash page. They, like, they, they, I know he, who these characters are. Right, but it's like but I read Marvel a lot. And that's that's a that's my point is the fact that yeah. I don't read all of these titles and I had to grasp through the entire issue that She-Hulk's the the leader, Loki, female Loki's part of the team. Like, right, and like, you have Dazzler, and you have Sister Grimm, and you have Captain Marvel, and you have Miss America, and Medusa is in there. Why are they a for team? like a pay? Yeah, it's it's very strange. It wasn't the best first issue, certainly. It feels like a fourth or fifth issue. Yeah. One story or they're, they're like, it seems like they're dealing with a lot of angst being in this situation that they're in, but we're just like, it, the, we don't know what their specific angst is because it's, it seems like it's starting right in the middle of the story. There seems yeah, to be I, team I would agree issues, like not necessarily where they live or who their leader God is, but it seems to be that there's some sort of issue amongst the members of the team, and and I, I don't know what it is. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Uh, Planet Hulk, number one. I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed this book. Uh, didn't really feel like, like I said, didn't progress the story, but I did get to see a long-haired Captain America riding uh, the devil. Uh, you know, the, the, the <laughs> red, red devil? The dinosaur. You know who I'm talking devil, about. Devil dinosaur. Devil dinosaur. Uh, the book starts out, we get a quick introduction to Greenland, which is Hulk world. Um, that's just cute. Yeah. Isn't it though? And we see that it, it's planet Hulk. So all of the residents are Hulks, reds, greens, men, women, a couple of grays are thrown in there, but the Thor, something is going on where the Thor core has to intercede. And as they're flying over what seems to be in a mass of Hulks to defend whatever they need to defend. They start catapulting things at them, you know, throwing rocks and and stones and scrapes and 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 dung. <laughs> Just for all our younger listeners, dung is another word for shit. <laughs> um, the Thors quickly take down the Hulks. Uh and and they're like, well, don't we don't we want to just go down there and take care of it fully? It's like, what's the point? It, they're just going to rebuild. Like, they're just going to continue. Um, we then get to the Captain and the Devil, which is Captain America, uh, long-haired Captain America, f- 
fighting gladiator style uh, against um, Wolverine because in one of the little speech bubbles, it says the Wolverine clan has been defeated. Uh, Apparently there's a bunch of Wolverine guys there too, all of which have claws. But Captain America and the Devil win. They are then taken uh, to... uh, Actually, we're introduced to Arcade because he's like running the gladiator-style arena. And Captain America grabs him because he wants some sort of information and devil bites them not like in half he like he he gets them into his mouth so that captain america and, and, and arcane can have a conversation quietly you know from the light of a match apparently this is not good for god doom god doom is is against this so he brings Cap to his throne room. We yet again see that a version of Doctor Strange is the sheriff speaking for Doom. They um they come up with this plan to have to hire Captain America to squelch the territory dispute with the Hulk, the Planet Hulk people. And Cap says he'll do this as long as he gets information about Bucky. So Bucky is part of this cap as well because we get a flashback to 616 Captain America and 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 Bucky Winter Soldier style Bucky. He then agrees. They and he just, you know, him and his dinosaur get zapped over to the wastelands that are Greenland. They are immediately attacked by these giant underground worm-like bug monsters. He does a pretty good job of defending himself, but in the end, he is losing where a very smart Hulk with a weapon of some sort beats all of the bug guys and he welcomes the captain to Greenland. So, I mean, if Captain's going in there to to bust heads, he didn't do a very good job. Like, within four minutes, he would have been dead. So, I I don't know if they picked the right guy to be sending into this area, but we got it to be continued, so it means we're going to get more. There was a backup story in this, which shows how Planet Hulk came to be. Future. Science tinkering with gamma radiation. Uh, Scientist turns a bunch of boars into gamma boars or hulk boars as i coined it in my head mm-hmm. um apparently the shield thing the shield like group in this universe took their research and made gamma bombs the gamma bombs were stolen and then unleashed on the city which then sort of turned everybody hulky yeah. That's it. I am so this, fucking checked out of this. Like, this I, is, I It's can. exhausting. <clears throat> Spider-Verse. Okay, bunch of Spider-Men. That's it. <laughs> it's really all it is. We got a European Spider-Man, a, 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 a female... Well, Gwen Stacy shows up for half the book. A female Spider-Man, 
an Indian Spider-Man, and they're all talking about how, hey, we feel like we don't belong here. Something's wrong. That's it. It was 25 pages, and that's it. <coughs> the Secret Secret Wars, which was fully explained by Deadpool, was fun. That book was awesome. It was fun. I mean, it doesn't make up for everything else that happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was a weird little take on the original Secret Wars if Deadpool was around. It, it was very, very entertaining. I mean, it was Deadpool at his finest, you know, the, the quips. It was classic style artwork from Secret Wars. It, it, it doesn't help with the overall story. But it was like, what's what's that when you like, you eat something in between meals so that you could taste the this next meal better? It was a palate cleanser. There you go. It was a palate cleanser so I could progress with the rest of my week before I have to do this all over again this Wednesday. I, I they dropped the ball so hard. I mean, all, they did all all the other books. They did. Yeah, were so good. It they just. They dropped it, and I'm upset because it it's now going to be a chore for me to read this epic event, and it's not epic anymore. It's it's meh. So sorry. Hopefully it'll turn around. You know, with next week's twelve books. Oh, Master of Kung Fu is in there too. Battle How was that? Battle World. Um, it was it was good for a Master of Kung Fu book. Doesn't really explain why it's part of Battleworld very much. Uh, we get the background story of uh, how uh, the Iron Fist and the Master of Kung Fu you know, fight each other and, and how this whole epic story came to be. But it's really not tied into Secret Wars very much, if at all, except that it had the banner... I, it's really yeah. all I got. I mean, if you're looking for a, what's his name? Shang-Chi book? Yeah. This is good. It was entertaining. Got a little drunken, you know, drunken monkey fighting in the beginning. <laughs> uh, just not a, just again, a tertiary connection to I, I, I'm, the overall I'm like, I'm story. actually going through it again to see if there was a solid connection and no. Sucked. Woo. <laughs> All right, well, I am going to wrap up relatively quickly Please. here because as I have been continuing to read Convergence, I'm tired of talking about it for the most part, but uh, we can go through this relatively quickly. Convergence, Adventures of Superman, yes. Convergence, Batman and the Outsiders, no. Convergence, Green Lantern Corps, no. Convergence, Hawkman, no. Convergence, Justice League America, no. Convergence New Teen Titans, yes, because I really like Kenneth Roquefort's art. If you don't like his artwork, that ain't for you. Uh, Convergence, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes, uh, maybe. It, depending on the mileage that you're going to get out of liking those characters. I was really excited about this one because I thought there was going to be a lot more story with Brainiac 5, and there wasn't. Uh, it, it just wasn't what I expected it to be. It wasn't necessarily a bad book. Convergence Swamp Thing number two, uh, best book of the week for me by far. Really excellent 
uh, Batman Red Rain universe, Swamp Thing crossover. The art looked great. Kelly Jones killed it. Len Wein's writing was awesome. Uh, it, it was it was just a great book. I, re- I really enjoyed that one in spite of the Convergence tie-in. Like, this was just a cool little two-issue thing. Convergence, The Flash, number two. I I missed it. I don't know. I didn't read it. Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Convergence, Wonder Woman, number two. Uh, the artwork was way better than the story, uh, even though this did have the Red Rain characters as well, who I really like the vampire versions of all these guys. They're, the one part that was kind of cool is they they allude to the fact that if you break a vampire's bones, then it won't kill them, but they'll remain broken. So Wonder Woman snaps the Joker's neck and he has to uh, give himself a splint because his head is all flippity floppity around. And he's like, well, this just won't do. So he takes a bunch of bones from other shit and like wraps them around his neck to hold his head up. I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, And the artwork was really, really good in that one. Other than that, the story wasn't great. Uh, Convergence main book number seven. Uh, it is, it's interesting to me that we've gone from not a lot is happening in the main book to, oh, we're done. Like, oh, okay. So sure, I guess. Uh, there's this weird Oracle thing that shows up. That's like a big stone face with a pointy triangle body and some hands that are not connected to it. Uh, who just says, you know, I can't see your future. I can't see my future. What the hell is going on? Uh, Batman's there. Wonder Woman is there. Cyborg is there. All from our universe. Um, wait, are what? Yeah, like like the regular DC universe, not Earth Two, not Earth whatever. Isn't, just the. I hate to spoil it, but isn't Batman sort of dead? No. Wait, what? No. That, it was Batman from another universe that was dead. That was Bat Dad. No, no, uh, fuck. G- keep going. Whatever. Okay. So <laughs> Superman uh, shows up. He's trying to save everybody. Uh, the Red Lanterns are there. All this shit. You know, he, he Superman asks, "How can we save everyone?" To this big Oracle thing, and the Oracle says, "You cannot." We then cut to a flash page on the planet of Telos, where Demos is standing or kind of floating above everything else while all these characters are beating the shit out of each other. There's like four Supermen on the page. Uh, There's a couple Supergirls, a couple Batmen, uh, Gorilla Grodd, Harley Quinn. Shazam is there being an asshole, just saying like, oh, no, this is fun. I like killing people and whatever, Um, which I don't know which version of Shazam this is supposed to be now at this point. Uh, But they're all fighting, and the supermen are trying to get everybody to stop. Uh, Telos shows up out of the ground and, you know, says, I'm here to end this war. Uh, You know my real name. You know I was a person. And you have been an asshole, Demos. And, you know, you set all this up to be, to get yourself power and I'm going to stop you. Uh, Demos doesn't really take too kindly to that. So, you know, Big explosion, big outpouring of power uh, that seems to hurt no one, uh, <laughs> which is strange. So it's just a light show? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> he's kind of Dazzler-esque. Um, or actually, he's more Jubilee-esque in that point. Okay, true. true. Uh, Green Lantern Parallax shows up. Hal Jordan, after he's killed everybody and become Parallax, 
uh, comes up, grabs, uh, this was my favorite little section in here. Um, he grabs Demos's hand and says, Demos, a word. Demos turns around and says, you dare? And Hal Jordan's response is, of course I dare. I'm Hal Jordan. <laughs> right, which I was like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that was a don't you know who I am type of situation. Yes, a lot of don't you know who I am going on this week. But uh, they start fighting. <sighs> the other characters are still like kind of fighting, but still kind of arguing back and forth with, e with each other. Some of the bad guys start realizing that, oh, Deimos was just going to kill us as well. Shit, the bad guy was going to be a bad guy. How could we have not known? <laughs> We're so stupid. I guess we'll be good guys now. And Wildcat, who's been there since the beginning, but I don't know who she is, uh, so I don't know if that matters. Um, or, like, what her powers are or anything like that. She's been talking to him, and, you know, she says, Deimos, you know, uh, you may be, you may have everyone else fooled, but I know you're afraid. You're afraid of Telos. Uh, at that point, Telos wakes back up and starts grabbing all the bad guys uh, because he can control the planet. So the planet starts, you know, attacking all those guys. Parallax comes back over and uh, just fucking, like, Deimos says, nothing can defeat me. How dare you try and imprison me? And Parallax looks at him and says, nothing, and destroys him. Um, you know, he says, uh, he actually has a good line. You, you know, you're the worst kind of villain, Deimos, one obsessed with power for power's sake. You wield it for your own selfish needs, but power like that can not only save lives, it can revive them. My universe, my world, my coast city, you bore me. And then he blows him up. Nice. Unfortunately, uh, with blowing him up, this and this is where the whole crux of the story comes in, and this is why I'm kind of surprised that it it took seven issues to get here because we really didn't talk about any of this stuff previously, and now it's like over. Demos last issue took all the power of the Time Masters, so all the people who could travel back and forth through time and manipulate time. Demos or Demos took all that power inside of him. Uh, Parallax blows him up, so, you know, Hal Jordan Parallax still being just a really bad decision maker, <laughs> um, just like back in Zero Hour, it, he, because he has blown him up, all of the power over time and reality, uh, is released, and it destroys time and reality. Interesting. So, that's where you get you know things converging maybe things <laughs> converging yeah this that big oracle thing says you know all of reality is is breaking apart and then we get a next week the shocking conclusion bum, and bum, bum. Uh, yeah. just get it the fuck done with man i want to get back to reading my books well that's that's what i'm saying like the the really shitty thing about this is that had it just been like four issues this could have been really good because I think we were all really excited uh, to for this storyline. It seemed cool. Well, see, that's, and that's the problem with events, and uh, they I'm, dropped the ball. I'm hoping the big three, well, the big two, big will get two. The idea. Let's let's not count Archie as one of the <laughs> uh, big ones. The, it, well, no, like all of them do it, but mm -hmm. the big two do it to the point of nausea, where it's always an event always all the time and 
when does like uh, the the theory of everyone has powers what's the point of having powers if every mm-hmm. if it's always an event you can't call it an event anymore it's just normal if everyone is special nobody is exactly so it's yeah like i just want give me like good solid stories writers artists and, uh, you know and i think that's that's what's broken my heart about this to a point of we all have event fatigue there has been a major event or a weekly series or a thing every year for it seems like the last 10 years running yeah and this one uh both secret wars and convergence seemed to be a really cool event in in theory the potential was there and secret wars the the Connecting books have been bad, but the main book has been great. Like, I, I would yeah. give Secret Wars that. The, the two issues with, were really, really solid. With Convergence, so a much. couple of the connecting books have been good, and the a couple of issues of the main book have been good, but overall it's been just really bad. Hmm. Like, unequivocally, just bad books. And that's, that's a shame, because it's going to burn people out even more but coming out of convergence we are getting every week dc is putting up on their website and i think free on comiXology as well uh preview titles like eight page previews of new books that are coming i read that batman versus superman one and i i'm into it man i'm in, you, yeah. you give me a depowered superman and buffed up batman all right i'm i'm in i'll fucking i'll bite and neither one yeah, knows I, who the other one is so it's fucking cool yeah, it, it, it was kind of cool. And I'm just, I read all these too, so I'm just going to go through these real quick. Uh, Batman Beyond, number one, I was really excited for. And then it's not Terry McGinnis, it's Tim Drake, somehow in the future. That's, that's so future st- end stuff, bro. So I'm, oh, fuck. Sorry. I'm still going to buy it and read it for a couple issues because I fucking love Batman Beyond. Um, but I don't know how long I'm going to stick with that one. Uh, Batman Superman, like Dean said, was really cool because you've got Jim Gordon Batman and depowered Superman. They don't know, like they don't have a previous established relationship. And in this case, Batman is actually stronger than depowered Superman. So that should be interesting. I, I don't know how long I'm going to stick around for that one either. Um, because that story could get played out really quickly. Uh, but there is some potential there. The new Catwoman book. Or, or the continuation of the Catwoman story. Um, I'm in. Catwoman taking over as crime boss in Gotham uh, is, has been really cool. Her, like, working with the Penguin and going after Black Mask and all these different things has been really good. The artwork in this book was really awesome. I'm, I'm really into this Catwoman book and think this is going to be really great. Uh, Gotham Academy will be continuing. It's just not for me. I, I could see that it is for somebody, but... It's just not my type of book. Grayson, the sneak peek. Uh, no, go back and listen. You can go away. <laughs> go back and listen to what I said about Grayson number one. It hasn't changed. <laughs> Martian Manhunter number yeah! one. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about last to save for Dean. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> New Suicide Squad. Uh, no, no, no. You, you, they've they've done fucked up Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh no, in no, no. The New Fifty Two. It's. No. Well, we're getting a movie out of it, so be ready. Yep, and it's going to be terrible. Uh, Robin, Son of Batman is a terrible title, but I like Damian Wayne, 
So Oh, you're the one. Yeah, I know. I this I thought was a really cool preview. The the artwork was really good. The writing was pretty solid. Uh it dealt a lot with Damien being uncomfortable being the hero, which is sort of an interesting way to play it. That one might be pretty good. Uh Secret Six, number one, which is a new Gail Simone book. Uh this is what Suicide Squad should have been. Uh sh- you should just let her do it. This book <laughs> is going to be awesome. The redesign on Catman looks really cool. I was into that one. Uh, Teen Titans, I didn't uh, get a chance to read all the way through, but uh, the Teen Titans book has been okay so far, so this might be all right. But Martian Manhunter. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you are a fan of Martian Manhunter, uh-huh. I would... I would say oh. you're going to be pretty damn happy with this. Like one. it. <laughs> I am not a huge Martian Manhunter fan. I think he's a cool character. I I didn't know until I read this preview that I actually would care to have a Martian Manhunter ongoing book. And after reading this, I was like, right on. I'm in. Yes. The the basic crux of the story is that Martian Manhunter has spent all this time going around saying that he is the last Martian. Right, he's the the last one of his races from his, Mars. His people on Mars have been destroyed, and turns out that that's not the case. Uh, and what? there are some really bad people that are really anxious to get to Mister Jones. So, um, that's kind of the crux of the story. And there was this really interesting, really evil looking, um, white Martian thing at the end like this really just demonic looking like just crazy evil looking thing Tom Jones sure (laughs) very uh very very akin to to Tom Jones actually no um like Martian Manhunter goes up onto the moon to investigate why uh some astronauts have not responded to uh to their to the calls from NASA and whatnot, and he goes up there and he finds that they have been murdered by this Martian thing, and this Martian thing scares the shit out of John Jones and jumps down to planet Earth, and that's kind of where the preview ends. And it was really good. The artwork was really nice. I'm really stoked for this book. I think it's going to be one of the standouts of the Divergence kind of relaunch or soft reboot or whatever it is that we're calling it. <laughs> I'm just calling it more comic books. More comic books. Yep. That's what I'm calling it. Yep. Pretty much. I so are we done? That's our week, man. It's a long week. And uh, thankfully, uh next week will be the final week for convergence, so things will get uh maybe back on track for well for, for me you, anyway. We're diving me and Evan are diving into buckets of bullshit. <laughs> the, yep. The real deep end, if you will. The real real deep end but yeah there is I mean, no that's but. there is no but there is you're no right but. dean where can people find us on social media do we have any of those things we we curious. do do we have a face let me see if i could do it all in one shot facebook okay. twitter tumblr instagram we're on twitch uh and you can also contact us via email and you can find all those links in the show notes including all the books we talked about today boom one and done which is going to be a lot for you to type up. Sorry, That's man. That's the longest notes ever. <laughs> oh, no. for I, If you guys haven't looked at the notes, all I do is put in 
Convergence Week, whatever, Secret Wars Week, whatever, and uh, then you're I cheating. Just, I'm not listening to every fucking issue. I I let the no, website do it for me. That's good. That's good. It's a smart move. That's why you're the boss. Boss. Boff. Are you the boss? Uh, sort of. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Evan, convention. Tell me about it. Garden State Comic Fest, July 25th and 26th. Morristown, New Jersey. It's it's coming. It's like 65? I don't even know. I, I, I've lost. It's, it's about two months away. Is Yeah, it's about two months away. It's for all of your geek comic book needs. Come check us out on Facebook and the Twitters and, and our website, GardenStateComicFest.com. Hope to see you guys there. Me too. That's going to wrap it up for this week. For Evan Goldstein, Dean DeFalco, and Dan Ryan, I'm Dan Ryan. <laughs> We're all Dan Ryan, I guess. <laughs> Convergence. I'm Dan Ryan. Dan Virgins. <laughs> Dan Virgins. <laughs> <laughs>